Hello, and welcome to our inaugural episode of Elevated Perspectives Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Justin. And you may recognize us from Instagram. Hello, if you follow us over at o.family.adventures. But we have started a podcast. We started a podcast? Yeah, we started a podcast. And why, babe, did we start a podcast? Because everyone's doing it. <laughs> yeah, we started a podcast uh, primarily because we've gotten so many questions, um, so many comments on our content on Instagram, and we really just wanted one place to be able to provide a lot of information, answer mm-hmm. those questions, and just talk about what our life is like living abroad as a family. Yeah, so we'll have two kinds of episodes. Um, sometimes Justin and I will be able to sit down to hash through our experience of being digital nomads with yeah. kids, traveling the world, going on scouting trips, this sort of thing. Um, and then in the other section, we'll be talking to some special guests. Yeah. We're super excited to share with y'all. Um, the guest episodes are mainly because we have one experience of traveling the world and being um, expats or digital nomads or whatever. But a lot of the questions and interests that um, a lot of y'all have, we just don't have that experience. Right, right. And so, you know, we will drop these episodes on like a weekly basis. So sometimes it'll be us and then sometimes it'll just be us talking to our guests. Right. Yeah. So picking their brain. But um, but yeah, we are super excited for this episode. I want to just touch on really like what we've been up to the past year. It's been a year. It's been a crazy year. This has been the craziest year of my life. Yeah. This Easily. Has been nuts. Easily. We're just talking about sometimes waking up and like being disoriented and it's like, where even am I? Like, what literally like what in? city, what country <laughs> am I in? Like it's been yeah. a whirlwind and yeah. that's not intentional. Yeah. We didn't mean to, we didn't mean for the year uh, to wind up the way that it did. It's been an unexpected year. So, I mean, it's just to recap, like we started off the year in Guadalajara, Mexico. Mm-hmm. That was our home base. We had an apartment, a lease, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we went to go scout Colombia. Well, we went to, we went to Spain, but like that wasn't really. Yeah, we were in Spain like the end of the year. Yeah. We got back right before the new year. We were in Guadalajara. Yeah. And then... We had to like touch base back in the U.S. trying to figure out where to go. Mm-hmm. And we decided on Colombia, though. Yeah, we thought Colombia was going to be it. We really did. We thought it would be our next home base, home for mm-hmm. like the year. And we, I think we hadn't been to Colombia before. So like yeah. everything we had knew about it was from information from online, expat groups, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we got to Colombia, we went to Medellin, and mm-hmm. then we went to Bogota. We did. And it just wasn't... It wasn't going to work for us. Yeah. It just wasn't our speed. So um, that led us down like a rabbit hole of getting to Brazil. We got to see Spain again, back to Mexico. There was chaos because even when we were in Colombia, and I think initially we were meant to be in Medellin for like a couple of like months. We thought that was going to be home. So we got Mm -hmm. there, we were looking at schools, we were looking at apartments, we were really trying to integrate. And we were just like, mm, this isn't it. So then we were like, should we go to Barranquilla? Should we go to Ecuador? Like, yeah. are we going to go to like Cartagena? Are we going to go to Bogota? Like we had a lot of sort of like last minute, like, well, let's check here or scout there or maybe this or maybe that. Yeah. Yeah. What didn't work for you about Medellin, Colombia? With Medellin, Medellin, that's Medellin. what I say, Medellin. Um, it's not walkable okay. and all the schools are far from like the areas yeah. that we wanted to live in yeah. and so i think that's like some of the biggest things are, are like walkability or at least having like good public transit like we know we don't want to drive we don't want to have to rent a car 
we rented a car while we were in Guadalajara because we had to, and it just wasn't what we wanted. So for anyone that doesn't know, Medellin is hilly. Like it is hilly, which means you get beautiful views, but like- It has its flat parts. And that's what people will say is like to combat that, they'll be like, get out of Poblado, you know, like Poblado and Envigado are hilly, but like if you go to other spots, and we checked out those other spots and like it's still- Because everything has to align. Like it has to be the right accommodations. It has to be near school. It has to be like walk before have good public transit. Like we have to like the vibe of the neighborhood, like the price to like rent has to line up. Like everything has to line up. And I think that the more we scout and the more we go places, it becomes a situation of like um, prioritizing like these boxes. We haven't found the place that literally just has everything yet. Or have we? And because we did, we got to Rio. Not to skip ahead, not to skip ahead. Not to skip ahead. And I really want to slow down to even answer like, what is a scouting trip mm. for people who don't know? What is a scouting trip? What is a scouting trip? So we are looking for our next home base, right? Or anytime you think about moving abroad, you take a scouting trip to go see what it's like to live there, you know, whether it's for two weeks, a month, whatever, you know, works for you. You take a scouting trip, you scout it out. And what, when you say scouting trip, what activities are you then prioritizing? Like what separates mm. a scouting trip from like a vacation or just like traveling yeah. somewhere? So I guess it starts ahead of time. Like when I want to scout it out, I want to look for neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe I will get on the internet and find some of the top neighborhoods that meet my criteria, you know, based on my lifestyle. So if I have kids, I'm looking for family friendly neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um and then I want to look at like prices of accommodations, like find like a good website like Zillow, but for that country or that city yeah. and find, you know, those accommodations in your budget. So that way, when you go down there to visit, you can actually like just go up to that, that, uh, that accommodation, you know, you can go find the address, go see what the neighborhood is like and say, can I actually live here without actually having to go toward the, the apartment itself. Yeah, because that's um, a big thing. Because when you first start for a scouting trip anyway, yeah. the accommodations that are available, nine times out of ten, aren't going to be the exact same ones that are available by the time you actually right. get there. Yeah. But making that kind of like the central point through which you explore the neighborhood. Right. And I would say outside of neighborhoods and, and accommodations, we have kids. So schools, what are the schools like? Mm-hmm. If you're not doing schooling, you know, we've had nannies before. So what are, what is the nanny agencies? Um you know, what, what does that look like? And then on top of that, what else would I put? What else would you put in a scouting trip? Yeah, I guess for me, the crux of what separates out like a scouting trip from just like visiting somewhere, vacationing is like the intentionality that you bring to the trip. So it's easy to be traveling on vacation. You're just like bopping around, going out to eat and like enjoying your surroundings. But Mm. when you're scouting, I think it's a thing. We talk to each other all the time. We're like, oh, I see a lot of strollers here, a lot of families. Or like this area has like a lot of like good parks. Like it's about making those observations, making those notes, like getting good footage and kind of like figuring out, is this somewhere I can be? And then like you said, like centering certain like, like excursions, right, around the infrastructure of the city. Right. So even going to the schools is something we do. We'll walk mm. to a school, 
that we think might work for the kids or we'll Uber drive, whatever. We'll wind up at the school and then we'll say, okay, let's plan our day in this general pocket. Let's walk around, let's explore, right. let's get lunch. Let's see like what the area is like. Right, right. And what we've done, we've tried to do both before. We try to like have fun, shoot content and scout at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what made this year so hectic and crazy because we weren't, we weren't, we didn't have that discernment. We didn't like separate it out. Mm, yeah. I think as content creators, we want to capture the content, but we also have to live our life. Yeah. And we also want to like have a good time in between there. So yeah. um, that's one thing that I feel like I've taken away from some of our trips is like, hey, like let's decide what kind of trip this is going to be. Yeah. Or even like setting container and like breaking it out into pockets. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna so, be like, there for like we a have month. a day where we're like, this is like content day. Let's like show the people what right, the city is right. like or whatever. And then you have some days where it's like we're gonna put like our phones away and we're really just gonna tune in on like the kids and the family and like you know go to a park or like the oceanarium or something like that. And then yeah. sometimes it's like, okay, this is about business. Put on your walking shoes. <laughs> we're gonna go to this neighborhood and we're gonna figure out if we can live there or not. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, it was hectic in the beginning. We were just like, oh, we're just in Medellin, and we are just, like, bopping around doing, like, all the things. Yeah. But I think that was pretty easy to rule out just because, like, we saw, like, one park while we were there, yeah. and we couldn't walk anywhere. Yeah. And so that's just, like, otter. I think we left early to head to Bogota. We did. We, yeah, we still had, like, a week left in our trip. I think yeah. we were in Medellin, supposed to be for six weeks. We cut it down to four weeks because... Yeah. Once we realized it was not walkable and it wasn't, we didn't see like the parks and the kids outside. Like yeah, we, like, we're they're very much for. put away. The kids are put away, yeah. And a lot I, of the apartment buildings too are like enclosed, huge. which to be fair for like historical and like socio, like political reasons, like mm-hmm. around safety, a lot of Colombia is just like, they like to enclose like the housing right to make sure that no one is like getting in that shouldn't be in there and there's like you know a lot of security at the apartments and stuff but like that kind of makes it feel isolative or at least it can yeah it did for me yeah um and then bogota was cool i loved bogota you loved it yes the seasonal depression would have eventually (laughs) like knocked me off of that yeah but i really did i'm a fall person and so you have medellin right you have your city of um, eternal spring and then you mm-hmm. have Bogota, which is like your city of eternal fall. Yeah. I'm such a fall person. Yeah. The weather is nice, but the sun doesn't come out. Yeah. And I think it the could first rain. two days we were there, the sun did come out and I was like, Bogota. It could rain at any time. <laughs> but other than that, I think it was a cool city. Like I think it was super, it was way more walkable. Yeah. Way flatter than Medellin. And then, um, but they don't have a train. They don't have a train. And the one man, the man we met at the, the park. shame of Bogota. It was like the shame of Bogota is that we don't have a train system. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Cause that means you are relying on taxis if you want to leave like the immediate neighborhood. Yeah. They have buses. I feel like they, we they saw the, the bus buses. system look good. It, yeah, it did. It, it did. So they did it have a, really a solid good. bus system. Um, but I will say it wasn't the prettiest city. Yeah. Like as far as like their downtown, like you don't see like big skyscrapers and like you know nice um, skylines. It's it's kind of an yeah. ugly. There were some scene, mountain views. But I don't pretty. think it's ugly. I just think it's because it's gray. You layer gray on top of any city, and it's just not going to bang the city. Like even like Chicago, which has like arguably some of the most beautiful architecture. Yeah. Like when it's just gray. 
I mean, it you can still see the, in the landscape, but the mountains are the mountains are pretty. In Bogota. Yeah, the mountains are nice. Bogota has a, has just a gorgeous, or Colombia in general just has mm-hmm. great like um, backdrops, yeah. and hills, and like foliage. It's a beautiful. Country. Yeah, like if you don't want to be car, if you are okay with being car dependent, Colombia is is dope. Mm-hmm. Like Colombia yeah. is great. The Spanish is like easy to learn. The food to me was great. The food was fantastic. Uh, the people were welcoming. Warm. We were eating a lot and we were like losing weight. Yeah, like we were eating super healthy. Really Their diet is is I think really healthy. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved Colombia. Mm-hmm. Definitely go back. Mm-hmm. I do want to see other places. I want to see Cartagena. I want to get to um, Barranquilla. I'd like to see like Cali. Yeah, I do want to get back to Colombia, but I think right now it's just like is mainly the walkability because in Bogota as well, a lot of the schools were like outside of like where we'd want to live. And we say schools, not like all of the schools, but like the international schools, like the bilingual schools, mm-hmm. like the schools that we would need um, yeah. to like send kids to. Why do they put them so far out? I don't know, but I'm sure there's a reason. Yeah. I'm sure there's a reason. Because also when you think about like the city center, those are typically like the more dangerous and like densely populated right. areas, like of any city. Right, right. So you would want to put the schools, especially like the good schools or the upper crust schools like yeah. further away from that, I guess. So yeah, that was our that was our timeline from what January to March, March, March Aprilish. Yeah, and then in April we got to in go March, our favorite city. Yeah. So after we left Colombia, we were like, where could we go? Um, we we're in South America already, so we're like, let's just continue traveling mm-hmm. until we find the spot that we love. And there's so much to see, but I think the thing about South America that bums me out is that because it's so big you think it's easy to pop from like country to country to country to country. It's still expensive. It's still a long flight. It's a huge landmass. Yeah. So I was like, I want to go see Lima, Peru. I want to get to like Machu Picchu. I want to check out Ecuador. (laughs) I want to check out Buenos Aires. Like what even is in Bolivia? Like where's Paraguay? Where's Uruguay? Like I had all these like notions. And then this one grounded me a little bit. Thank you. As I do. Once we're together. As I do. (laughs) But yeah, we went to Brazil. Went to Brazil. Went to Brazil. My favorite city. So tell me your first impressions of Rio. Um, oof. So getting off the plane and that drive from the airport to the like tourist area, like Copacabana, Ipanema, like Zona Sul, Zona Azul, Sul, mm-hmm. what they call it, South Zone, was rough. Like I thought we made a mistake. <laughs> I remember some guy in the airport actually was like, is this your first time in Brazil? And he saw like me, you and the kids. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, good luck. <laughs> I was like, what? Like a gringo. Yeah. And, I have a lot to say about Brazil. And, but like, I, yeah, it was just very, there was a lot of favelas on the way from the airport to the South Zone. Like, I thought my impression of Rio de Janeiro was like, it's this big tourist city. Like, it's booming. Um, I didn't realize how much disparity there was yeah in in rio and in brazil in general so seeing when i'm seeing the favelas there. like multiple like all over the place on the way to the airport to paint I'm like, the picture too like rio has a lot of hills yeah. and so a lot of the favelas are like built into the hills and on top of the hills so when you're driving and all of these hills are around you like all the way up the hills you just see favelas which it's not like one of those things where like we like didn't think that like poverty was there. Like we knew about the favelas or we did our research like on Rio, whatever. But I think it's that thing where like 
knowing something and then seeing it like the sheer like mass yeah. was a lot because mm-hmm. even you go to cities like atlanta like i've talked about like cincinnati like yeah, yeah. there are plenty of places where cincinnati. like there are hoods and there's <laughs> but like there are plenty of places that have hoods or slums or like you know underserved areas or whatever but like typically it's a little flatter right mm-hmm. so you drive on a street by street basis well and in america they tuck it away then they tuck it away yeah they're gonna put the hood like out there but in in rio the thing that shocked me was like okay the hood is like very close to the touristy areas yeah but even but seeing anyway, it like you can't see exactly how many trap houses are in atlanta because it's flat right but like if you put all of those going up <laughs> a hill yeah. like you would have to see the sheer number of trap, and so i think that's the thing that yeah. that struck me too but yeah, yeah also like you take two turns and like you had it up a hill and like boom, you're the yeah um so yeah that was my first impression was like oh we made a mistake but then we get to the south zone we get to like where we're staying we stayed in leblanc mm-hmm. and we stayed for like a month right a little over a month yeah we were like six weeks um but we we loved it once we got to like our our side of town we were just like mm-hmm. okay like this is nice this is comfortable um, nice accommodation, Airbnb. Those mosquitoes tore us up for that first week or two, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they tore us yeah. up. But then they let us. They left us alone. Well, we it's figured not out to like keep the, uh, the, the AC, AC on. Yeah, yeah, but I think we even acclimatized to the mosquitoes. I think we did, too, in the heat. Like, yeah. The heat and the AC. So it was, it was like we said, March. It was March when yeah. we got there. So it was right after Carnival, right after going into, like, their fall. Mm-hmm. Like, summer is in the winter for them. So, well. Summer is it's summer, down. It's yeah. Inverted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Our, their winters are summer. So if they're coming out of their winter, they're coming out of yeah. their summer. But I think you laugh at me about this, but like I still felt like I needed to adjust when we got to Rio. Like the first two days, I'm like, all I hear about it about Rio is danger mm-hmm. and pickpocketing and robberies and you know, crime. So I'm just like, my head is like on a swivel. I'm like watching the kids. I'm making sure like I don't have cash on me like that. Yeah. I didn't even pull my cell phone out for like yeah. the first couple of days. And then like, I realized I'm like, we settled into it. And I'm like, there's literally like white people just walking their dogs around the neighborhood freely. Kids roaming around the streets. Like, yeah, it's not as dangerous as, as people made it out to be. Yeah. I think there are a couple pieces to that and honestly i feel like the notion of like safety and danger in different parts of the world and like what's objective and what's subjective and like what that looks like is the whole yeah. conversation to be yeah, had it could be but all i episode. do think it's a thing where it's like one when we travel typically we're all out together and i think we look very much just like a normal happy like cishet like family and I feel like that like kind of like wholesome image protects us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I think even when you're by yourself versus when we're all together. Yeah, or when you're different. by yourself. Yeah, when I'm by myself versus when we're all together, even like if we were like a gay couple or something, mm-hmm. like we would it would feel different. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing is because Rio is such a diverse population and because of the racial disparity that exists, we aren't the target the target i feel like a lot of times it's like the white tourists or like the lighter skinned like tourists or people that are gonna be looked at more so as like targets or easy targets or like outsiders or like whatever it is so i think that's like definitely part of it but the other part of the thing is like we're not dumb people like we're not walking around with like gaudy jewelry waving expensive equipment like wandering into the favelas because we just like want to see what it's like so there's a lot to it but yeah, yeah like i didn't 
have you in a second where I felt unsafe. Yeah. And yeah. again, we were there for like almost two months. Right. And so that, that was my first impression. I think what I loved most about Rio, because we could do a whole episode on Brazil, on, on Rio de Janeiro. You should. I'm so in love with Rio. We're going back. We have to We're go going back. back. But um, <laughs> yeah, what I loved most was the diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, you did not feel like an outsider as a black person. Like they have what, the second highest population of African descendants. I think more in enslaved people were shipped to Brazil during the transatlantic yeah. slave trade than America. to the Americas. Yeah. So there's black people everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of diversity and um, the culture, like the music, you know, the, it feels the food. Caribbean almost. feels Caribbean. It's a major city on a beach. Yeah. Like that's what I, one thing I love. With mountains. With mountains. So there's so much to do. There's so much like um, diversity in the landscape. Yeah. So we love beach towns, but it's never enough city. Yeah, that's the thing with like Playa. Playa del Carmen, it was like, eh, it's Even too like beachy. Even like Puerto Varsa, we considered it. Too much of a beach town. Yeah. But like this is like big city plus beach, beautiful laid back um, vibe. So like the food was great. Yeah, the fresh produce was fantastic. Yes, and like fresh it's produce. affordable too. So yeah. like, yeah, it's just checked all and the boxes. And then it's so neighborhoody. Yeah, which is the only yeah. way, other place I think we felt that is in Mexico City. Yeah, is how like the neighborhoods are so like quaint and like self-contained, but everything's still so eat like connected. So it just feels really so extremely walkable city. Yeah, the subway and the bike culture, the bike culture, the subway. Yeah. Look at us falling over Rio. I know we're something for Rio. I do love Rio. It's beautiful. Let's book a flight. I think we should live there. Let's go. Let's go. Y'all heard it, right? There's so many kids, too. There were a lot of kids, a lot of families. Like, even, like, a lot of the bikes and the bike rentals had, like, the baby bikes or the yeah. kids' seats or whatever, like, on the back of them, like, attached already. Yeah. Um. There was a lot of that. Like, it was just a really great, beautiful place, and there's a lot to do. There was so to much see. to do. Like, we only did, like, half of the touristy, like, excursions. We mm-hmm. did Christ the Redeemer. We did the steps, the scallion, whatever, steps. Yeah. Um, That's the thing, though. The Portuguese? I was fighting for my life. I was fighting for my life every single day with the Portuguese. And I can read it a little bit. Like, if you speak... And yeah. people keep saying, oh, Portuguese speaks Spanish. The Portuguese shouldn't be that bad. I don't it know is. why people say that. It is. I don't know why people say that. It is that. that bad for me. I think maybe if you're fluent, of course, it's different. But I've even heard people say that are completely fluent. They're I'm willing to learn Portuguese to live in Brazil. Let's do it. Okay. You can translate for us. Um, it was like a fit, active place. Very, yeah, yeah, very healthy. Everyone yeah, was like a lot of outdoor gyms and into the beach volleyball culture. Yeah, um, enjoyed it. I think our kids enjoyed. They it. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They were happy there because they love the sand. They love the beach. Yeah, and I think too, like they felt comfortable in the area. Mm-hmm. I think one thing when we travel, like. Typically, we're in spaces that are, um, it's like one sort of like race of people, even if like the ethnicities are like a little different, but like we're in Mexico. And so, of course, everyone's Mexican, but like the shades of brown are like limited. You know what I mean? People are going to be a little darker, lighter, depending on where you are. And the same thing, like we go to Europe and, you know, you have, you know, some black people, Asian people, their ethnicities sprinkled throughout. But I think with being in Rio, like every single day at every single juncture, you're seeing like a full range at least of like brownness like very white people to very dark people and i think that's something that's nice for them to see it felt like i was in new york city 
like it felt like a true melting pot of cult of not culture but of um ethnicity did it did you see any asian people in there no yeah i think about things like that a lot too because i'm like it felt like a very like white black i think i think it was like all the shades from like white to black yeah but like you're not gonna see yeah like like indian middle eastern asian yeah which is interesting because i do like sao paulo is supposed to have a huge uh population of like asian people um i don't know if it's japanese or korean yeah Yeah. like 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 those because that's something that's interesting too like i felt like there were a lot of like asian presenting people in like madrid Mm mm-hmm and that was like, I guess, a little unexpected. Or even you yeah. go to like Puerto Varta, and a lot of the people over there oh, look yeah. a little more like yeah. Asian. So I don't know. So but I'm always paying attention to those things because it's so interesting how like people present and change right. in the different like pockets. Oh, oh, other thing I liked about Rio is it is still touristy enough. So like mm-hmm. it's not a like overly touristy place, but every now and then like those guys that came that were there on like their oh, bachelor yeah. trip from DC. Yeah, like I hope they're doing. Well. If you're seeing this, if you shout out to y'all. Seeing this, shout, shout out to y'all. y'all. Hit us up. Hello. I hope the wedding went well. I'd love to see pictures. Um, and, you know, it's great to just be like, okay, like it's a city that people want to come visit. Yeah. I think that's part of what I didn't love about Guadalajara is like no one's coming to visit us in Guadalajara, Mexico. I mean, they would. Adrian did. Like, and, I'm they... like, and I felt bad. I was not like, bad. yeah, it's not a tourist. It's not a touristy place. Like you run out of things to kind of do. Like and yeah. so Rio is like it's that guy. Like Rio Rio's is that, that it's guy. international, right? She's so got it all. people She's are gonna come icon. and visit. She's a legend. Yeah. She's a moment. So like not that we just wanna stick with like tourists and Americans, but it's nice to see like people come motion. Yeah, to come visit and be like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here on vacation, like tell me about it, let me show you around. Yeah. Cause even random not random, but even people that are like acquaintances and not even actual friends. Like if you're living somewhere like that and you see someone like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, like post that they're there, it's yeah. like, oh, let's catch up. You're in my city. Like there's right. just more fluid, you know, action there, which I right. think is nice. Okay. So we did Rio. That didn't work. Why didn't we just stay in Rio then? Mm, a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. To be like candid, I mean, I think the Portuguese and finding an accommodation intimidated us. Yeah. Finding accommodations in Rio de Janeiro, I don't know why it's it's so difficult. I don't know why. A lot of them are older. They're not renovated. Yeah. There wasn't enough space. But like you are paying kind of a high price tag if you want to live in like the the cool, nice, safe areas. Ipanema. Let's say Ipanema is like our favorite neighborhood, right? Yeah. And to find an apartment that would fit our needs, it's like twenty five hundred a month, mm-hmm. two thousand to twenty five hundred a month. And Which isn't it's bad. Gonna be kind of smaller and older, like yeah, it's hard more. to find accommodation. I think also we overpacked. That's another thing about like scouting that I feel like this year we've had to like really work on in each like iteration, each trip is not overpacking. Yeah. Overpacking the thought of it makes me sick at this point. It's, 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 I'm sorry to say this, but it's you. It's not me. I'm not the problem. I'm not the drunk. There are literally four of us. <clears throat> there are four of us. We've gotten better. Look, I need my, it's the hair products. They have it when you get the there. <laughs> not always. Put some water in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just put some water in my hair. But um, so we had to leave Rio, yeah. which was sad i didn't want to go i was like kicking and screaming a little bit but 
Yeah, we had to get back to the U.S. Um, and we had some solo trips planned. Oh, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah, so there's like Whitley's birthday was in April, and then you had a trip in May, and then I had a trip in June. We kind of blocked it together knowing we need to be back in the U.S. so that we'd have like help with the kids. Because this whole time also there's like work and job, like yeah. nine to five stuff to happen. That is um, one nice thing that has come out of this year is like we've started to solo travel. Yeah. Like, since the kids have been born, you know, our daughter is 18 months now. Yeah. And we're not having any more. Zay's four. And we're just like, okay, we've been traveling as a family. It's great. Mm -hmm. But if you and I can't get away for a vacation, the next best thing is a solo trip. It is. And And we did have a little mini vacation, too. We did. Yeah, we got to put that in there, too. We had, like, all three. We just, like, lined it up. Yeah. Um, And so, like, you being able to just get out and... We've never solo traveled. Like that's and we can make a whole episode about solo traveling and the importance of it. Yeah. Because even when you're married in a relationship, I think solo traveling allows you to find yourself a little bit. Yeah, it does. You get to explore all those different pieces. It's like I felt a weight shed off. Yeah, well we'll save it. We'll save it for all yeah. episodes. But yeah, yeah, so we had a couple solo trips and then we had a little vacation in June for our friend's baby shower. Mm-hmm. And then come July was it July? We left again? Mm-hmm. God, what month is it? Yeah. Yeah, we left again. And I think that that was nuts because we thought we were going to be in Playa Carmen through the end of the year. Like, we were tired after, like, all the scouting at the beginning of the year. We, like, recouped over the summer a little bit. And we were like, let's go sit down somewhere through the end of the year. We thought it was going to be Playa. It was too hot. There was nothing to do. Um it just got old really quickly. I think that's kind of like the TLDR with like being between like Playa yeah. Tulum, Tulum, but we always love the Riviera Maya. Like we will always yeah. come back there. But I think as far as being able to live in PVC, like for long term. Yeah. It's it been just, a lot of, we changed directions a lot and we've pivoted. Mm-hmm. I think that's just how the years played out. But yeah, we spent time in Playa del Carmen in the Riviera Maya thought maybe this could be somewhere we'd stay long term and it was just not it yeah it was hot too we got there during a heat wave i was ready to leave like the third day and then we went to europe and then we went to europe yeah yeah we came back here for a week for invest fest shout out on your leisure and then we popped over to europe Mm -hmm. and now we're back from europe and so what were our takeaways from the european scouting Europe was dope because we actually got to see what it would be like to live in a completely different time zone. So we've always been traveling through Latin America, South America, um, which the time zone is relatively the same for our working hours and Mm -hmm. for just keeping in touch with family, friends, stuff like that. But you go over to Europe and you spend an extended amount of time there, six hours ahead. You were working East Coast hours. Yeah. Six hours ahead. So you started your work day around 3, p- 3 4 p.m. Yeah, which was nice. And it's it like having the game. two whole days. Yeah, it changed, it changed a lot of perspective for us because there are so many parts of the world, like Asia, mm-hmm. that's kind of been blocked off because we work nine to five. Mm-hmm. And everyone, Still, though, everyone's right? having a good time in Bali and I Vietnam know, and Thailand. Like, it's in like, Chiang Mai and Indonesia. And we're just like, yeah, must, must be nice. Because we are <laughs> kind of... I'm hating from outside of the club. We're kind of location dependent. And um, so Europe was kind of like our first taste of breaking away from that location dependence. Yeah, because each time we've gone over there, we've just taken PTO. Yeah, exactly. The longest we've been over there is like two weeks at the end of last year. And we just like weren't working. We so 
Yeah. So for me, that, that was a huge takeaway. And then also Europe was everything I thought it would be. I think I had always been a proponent of like, <laughs> while the kids are young, we just need to like live in Europe. Yeah. It seems like an easier way to live It's easy abroad. to get around. Mm -hmm. The cities are going to be set up in a way we're more familiar with. I think it's nuts because we spent the bulk of our time in Europe in Madrid where I've been twice. We went once, we were there with the kids already. And like, we were convinced that Madrid was like a flyover city. Like it just wasn't for us. We just stayed in the wrong area. And I want to call out, that's why it's so important. Like you can go somewhere and not like it and not be your vibe. That's cool. Be open to going back mm. because like it went from, I never need it. to go to Madrid again. I don't like Madrid. Madrid's not for me. And it transitioned to like, I live here now. I'm literally Spanish. <laughs> like my never leaving. And I know I'm like, no, they can, they're going to have to drag me out of this country, but it's just amazing how it happened. I think it was like the weather at the time of year in the neighborhood that we were in yeah. that like made that difference. I'm just happy to hear you say that you will go back to a destination because you've been on this like passport. Um, I just need to get my stamps and go to new countries every well, single no, time. And... But like once you've been somewhere, once I like, like you some... can always yeah. go back. Yeah. But like, why would I choose to go somewhere I've always been when I could explore somewhere I haven't been? That's the thing. I get that. But once I know I like something, I'm going back. Right. But more. then you're missing the opportunity to try something different, to experience something new, <laughs> sir. Yeah. You flirting with me? You picking it up? Okay. okay. Let's move um, Save that for Patreon content. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we as funny as we think? I think oh so. God. Let us know if we're funny or not. Yeah. But if you don't think we're funny, just don't say anything. Just don't comment. Yeah. But subscribe. But subscribe and like and share. You can like roast us in the group chat. So Madrid is lovely and amazing. But I think with deciding we're going to be in Europe, just because things are a little stricter and more like buttoned up with being able to be there long term, it's a thing where it's like we'd have to prepare to really kind of like make that move like mm -hmm. with being in mexico even for like six eight nine months whatever it is like you can be there for six months on a tourist visa and it's like not a big deal right we got a lease we didn't have we only have like a tourist visa but if we're going to be in madrid looking at like the remote work visas or stuff like that there's like paperwork um but that was me it was yeah it was. and we actually got to pop over to barcelona we did we took our Spain. baby moon we haven't yeah. been there since i was pregnant with xavier and it's crazy when you <laughs> It's crazy repeating things because I didn't love Barcelona. We were only there for a weekend. Yeah. This time around, wasn't super impressed with it. But housing was way cheaper it in was. Barcelona than it was in Madrid. And we got to see so much more of the city than yeah. we saw because we were there the first time just as like tourists. Yeah. So we stayed around like the Gothic Quarter and we did like some touristy things. But this time we saw like we went more like inland and a little more, I think, like south. Um, and saw more of like the actual city and yeah. it's neat. Like I would go back and explore that I would too. if we were like over there. For the cost aspect of it and you know, Barcelona is a cool city. It's, it's uh, coastal. So like I would definitely check it out again. Yeah. Um, and then we took a one week trip after that to Lisbon mm -hmm. and then back to the state. So, and you were so convinced that Lisbon was it like before. I'm still not writing it off. I'm not writing Lisbon off, but I think. The thing about Lisbon, for me personally, I think Lisbon's lovely. Um, I think it's a great city, I do, and I definitely get the appeal of it, especially from like a cost perspective. 
I think though some areas of Lisbon just need a little bit more like TLC mm-hmm. and it seemed like a lot of the areas weren't as populated or as busy like it just felt like yeah. we compared it to like Merida like a little bit um it's going through a transformation yeah and I think transitioning it's it's definitely an old city mm-hmm. um that they have not I don't think kept up as well as like when you go to Madrid yeah um I think that the flies, what the hell? That's <laughs> the time of year. The flies are killing me. Yeah, um, there are flies hot. everywhere. And apparently it's a problem uh, when it gets hot because of, for whatever reason. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, flies are a problem. And then it was kind of quiet. It and it's a, hilly. It's hiss. Yeah, but it was like, like tour season is over. So tour season, I did not know that. That shocked me. Yeah, like, I, thought I thought people like were living. City, I so. thought people were living there. Like y'all are going through this housing crisis. Apparently, it's hard to find apartments and rentals. Yeah, but you get there and it's like a ghost town for half the year. So, yeah. like, honestly, want to do some more research on that because are people just buying up these houses? Because that would and suck. holding them and not yeah. That would be unethical. Are they just renovating them like for long periods of time? So like yeah, I don't know. It's interesting though because yeah, it was very different. Like the first time we were there, I remember I liked it. I was super pregnant. I was like thirty three weeks pregnant, you were. like gallivanting through Lisbon. You were supposed to be. Uh, I was not. I wasn't yeah. supposed to be flying internationally. Um, hopefully, there's like no statute of limitations on that. If you're, I don't want to be on a no fly list. I don't know. I don't want to be on a no fly list. But um, it was, I had like an allergic reaction and then like our luggage got lost and then like it was raining and I was super pregnant. So I didn't like love it, love it the first time. And then this time I was just like, it's nice. It's cool. Like the um, African Lisbon tour was like amazing. That was definitely the highlight of it all. But um, as far as like scouting trip situation goes, I'm like, eh, I don't yeah. need to like live in Lisbon. I want to check out other areas of Portugal though. Me too. I think yeah. it's, it's lower down the list. We didn't get to do the Algarve. We didn't get to see, um, to uh, Porto, any other cities really Centra. Mm-hmm. So like we will go back to Portugal. How do we not do the Hippo tour again? I'm not even super jazzed That's about all the I wanted to do the why. first time, and we didn't get to. The guy even asked the Uber driver, he's like, why would you want to do that? I just think it's neat, because the bus turns into a boat. We live, we live in 2023. <laughs> I think it's neat. The bus turns into a boat. The anyway. boat turns into a bus. It's cool. Anyway, all so right. that's, that's the year we've had. That's what we've been up to. That's yes. why the bags are under our eyes. We look tired. We look frazzled. I mean, you look We're good. good on the road. Yeah. We've We're been moving. <laughs> moving we really have um we have a lot of plans coming up we're not going to share what those are just yet but mm-hmm. like we are planning to settle down a little bit more. yeah we need to um, take it off road. yeah but okay so for this next bit um this is our first episode so we want to take a few minutes to run through some faqs and frequently asked questions that we get all of the time yeah i'll pull them up here mm-hmm. and the first one would be um around like money and finance right how do we afford to just pack up and like travel the world unfortunately we are not trust fund babies mm. that would be nice we did, did not, not hit, hit the lottery we did not hit the lottery there's no inheritance um we sold our house right? Which provided a bit of cushion. And then we just took our jobs with us. So we're still nine to five employees as we move about and as we travel. You said sold. And I thought you were going to say we've been selling crack or something like that. Oh my God. But, um, but yeah, There's we, no Pyrex. 
we do work uh, nine to fives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've taken time off from maternity leave. I've taken time off, but one of us has always been working mm-hmm. uh, for a U.S. company. Yeah. So that's how we afford to travel full time. We have a lot of resources on our Instagram and our website, right, about finding remote work. Mm-hmm. And then we can always point people in the right direction for yeah. more remote work, um, you know, like job boards and stuff like that. That's one of the things we have, like, some guests teed up that um, are on the pursuits of FIRE, financial independence, retire early. We have um, some, like, passive income resources coming up. People have cleared twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in debt. People have teach teaching English, business owners abroad, all that sort of stuff. So um, even if you're not just going to, like, sell your house and, like, t- bring your tech job with you, um, there's definitely a way to yeah. to travel more, to move abroad or, yeah. um, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, the next question is, what do you all do for child care? Um, for reference, our kids are, again, four and 18 months. Mm-hmm. So um, we've done a few different things, right? Yeah. So we have had nannies. We've had nannies um, come into where we're staying and, like, watch and hang out with the kids. Um, we've also had times where, like, we just kind of, like, swap and flex our schedules to be able to hang out with yeah. them ourselves. And then Xavier has gone to school. Yeah, in Mexico. So, yeah, we've enrolled the kids. Um, we've enrolled our son in school. That was a easy, simple, pretty simple process. Mm-hmm. Um, he adjusted well, and he went to school with, like, other kids, like, in our um, expat group, our yeah. Facebook group. So, that was really dope. He was going to school with other kids that um, he was, like, friends with outside of school, yeah. essentially. Which is a great thing about Guadalajara. Yeah, the community in Guadalajara. Shout out to the community in yeah. GDL because we miss y'all. Thank you, really Joy, y'all. Hi. We miss y'all. We do. The next question is, how do the kids adjust to traveling full time? Right. There are some people in our comment section that have very strong opinions on um, all the traveling and moving around that we do with the kids. I appreciate your concern. Um, I would say this is all the Whitley's known. We left the U.S. when she was 10 weeks, and this is all she's known, and she is thriving she's sassy and securely attached and you know getting all her milestones getting all her milestones um so you know she's doing well um xavier is doing well too i mean he's he's so smart and confident Mm -hmm. and funny yeah and you know he just talks to people he'll tell you he speaks multiple languages um he makes friends at the park and the playground now regardless of what language they speak so i think as parents we definitely keep an eye on that and it's something we're cognizant of yeah we always told each other like to like hey if our kids are just like not adjusting well at all this is like harming them we would stop yeah because that's our that's the most important thing to our life you know we don't want to just be content creators we want to honestly have the freedom to spend more time as a family so too it's interesting because Xavier has developed like a different concept of like home. Home, yeah. Which I think that's interesting, but I also think he's rooted in the fact that like home is like wherever we are together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful concept. Um, so yeah, I mean, all in all, 
they're thriving and they're doing well. Um, also, I think just because as they get older and they change, that may change too. Yeah. So like Justin said, like we're putting our kids first. Like if we need to like really just settle down wherever in the world that looks like, or, um, you know, stop traveling, take a break, do whatever we need to do to make sure they're good. Like they're the priority. Right. <laughs> in conclusion. Okay. Um, thank y'all for hanging out with us. I think this has been a first, uh, a great first episode yeah. for sure. Um, if this, if you made it all the way through, um, and you want your questions to be answered on the next episode, shoot us an email. We're going to put that in the description below. And also you can reach out to our DM on Instagram. Yeah. I TikTok. try to get to all of them. I really do. Mm-hmm. Y'all like so interact with us. Cool. Yeah, like let's have this be a two-way conversation and then look out for the next episode. Yes. Thanks for hanging out, y'all.